0: Kicking off our Super Bowl 55 coverage this week, we are joined by Buccaneers.com staff writer Carmen Vitale to talk about the Buccaneers playoff run and Super Bowl 55. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko. joined us always by Dave Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at Jarko underscore Bucks, at D Harrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our returning as well as our new listeners. If you are a new listener, make sure you hammer that subscribe button. And if you get the opportunity, leave us a review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. But it's time to kick off super bowl week and there would be no appropriate way to kick this week off than without our special guest buccaneer staff writer built bar consumer and proven expert on coconut migration at Carmi v on twitter carmen vitale carmen how you doing david totally didn't even get that last part because (laughs) not a monty python
1: (laughs) fan so uh, but i appreciate it thank you hi guys how are you
0: fantastic it's super bowl week how could we be any better
1: you're right you're right Uh, people have been asking me like how are are you doing just like casually and i'm like i'm great i've got no choice but to be great
2: (laughs) so i just want i want to thank both of you by the way so i drive i drove seven hours to south carolina immediately following the final senior bowl practice and then i woke up the next day and drove another seven hours to get all the way home and as soon as i got home i opened my phone and i have twitter notifications and um, a series of them are you two making fun of me for having Never seen Monty Python's uh what is it, holy grail something, search for the coconut something.
1: Oh my god.
2: <laughs> so I just I appreciate that by the way. So Carmen, welcome to the show, of course.
1: Yeah. I think it's <laughs> so, I think it's good to be here. I think it's
2: <laughs> it'll get better. So let's let's go back in time just a little bit, not that long ago, but third it's third and five. I want to put you put you in the moment again. It's third and five. There's forty eight seconds left on the clock. It's a little bit chilly. Chris Godwin gets the ball on an end around gains a first down slides Uh, down because he's a super intelligent football player. So it's going through your head at that very moment.
1: I am putting off the realization that we're going to the Super Bowl in favor of the fact that I'm doing 5 million things at once. And I need to close out a bunch of things before I can actually feel my feelings. (laughs) So I'm sitting there in the green Bay press box. Uh, I'm next to Greg Allman. And I think on the other side was Rick Stroud. And yeah, so I'm running a game blog. So I was like, had to make sure everyone there knew what just happened. Uh, I'm writing a game recap story simultaneously. So I had to jot down, you know, that whole thing. Um, and then obviously I'm tweeting at the same time and, and trying to engage and whatever. So after I had done all that, by the time that happened, um, Brady was taking the knee and I look at the sidelines and I look at our guys just going nuts. Mm-hmm. And I, sobbed like i broke down i was like i could not control it i just started bawling my eyes out trying as best i could to like maintain some sort of composure so i wasn't like heaving really loudly but like greg absolutely knew what was going on and bless his heart was just like just let me he let me feel my feelings for a while uh i think i took like 30 seconds or a minute where i was just like shoulders going hand over the mouth, trying not to make noise, but crying my eyes out for these guys because I was so happy for them, so yeah. excited for them. And then, yeah, getting to uh, watch, you know, all the the trophy presentation um, from afar. And then, you know, obviously, proceeding about my job, uh, after that. But yeah, that was a very interesting moment and it was one of the best moments that I think I felt in my career.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And it's completely understandable. And I, I, and I want to encapsulate something in there. So, I mean, you talked about your job, right? Doing your job. And I think there's a little bit of of a notion from some people, not everybody, but some people that, you know, well, you, you write about football for a living. How hard can that really be? But you talked about it, like you're running a game day blog, um, for, for Buccaneers.com and you do the immediate reaction recap, of the game post which you're building as the game is going on and i see you on twitter i mean (laughs) tweeting more than more than i am like honestly like you tweet more than i do from a locked on bucks account and honestly carmen the the biggest thing i have to do on game day right now because of the assignments i've got for SB nation is uh record gene deckerhoff's call on my computer which uh click a button and i'm done and then (laughs) afterwards i have to sift through it for highlight clips and wait for James to uh, to be able to record. That's my day, but you're still <laughs> tweeting more even though you're doing those two things. So I, w- I hope people kind of appreciate uh, the level of work that really comes into that, I guess. If if I would tell them like sit down and try to do, like try to just type about your day in that same fashion and tell me how easy that is. It's not as easy as it sounds. And you do a really great job. So I just, I just wanna point that out, I suppose.
1: Well, thanks guys. Yeah, we added the game blog like uh, not too long ago, just a few weeks yeah. ago and uh yeah like our our digital manager was like you think you could do this i was like i mean i'm basically doing that on twitter already so like sure (laughs) and then i was like oh god this is really hectic but now that i'm in a flow um you just you just kind of have to figure out how to do it but it does um it like yeah just being in a working capacity but like feeling all those feelings at the same Mm -hmm. time too that's very like for people in the industry um you know you like a lot of people will say that they're not fans, but like you started as a fan, you are a right. fan of this game. If you're not a fan of a team, um, I, I, you know, I realize you have to remain impartial, you know, when you're, when you're covering teams and stuff, when you're an outside employee, um, but we all have those emotions. We all grew up with those emotions. That's why we love this game so much. So having to separate those two, I think is the biggest uh accomplishment of my career of being able to like all right just hold my emotions back like damn the damn the emotions damn the tears um and hold them back until you know i have my job done and then i can let the damn go and that's what i did so it's very very interesting way to watch the game
2: and those emotions i mean they come from all the hard work that you're doing yourself for this for this organization then you see those guys playing i mean everybody talks about you know they're playing a kid's game, and when we hear it in Hall of Fame speeches all the time, you know I got to live my life playing a kid's game. But they're not doing children's work uh, by any nope. means. Um, and, and and this season, more than any other season, really, at least the memory has, has been extremely stressful just because of the circumstances going on around it, all the all the adjustments and and kind of the week in week out, like it, it's really kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop as far as uh, COVID nineteen is related to, and then getting into this playoff run, and that's kind of where the next question is going to go into Carmen. So in the wild card round, you saw the defense be a little bit less, I guess, reliable as, as, as people expected them to be. I think some, some credit is obviously uh, deserved to be placed at the feet of, of Taylor Heineke and, and the Washington football team offense. But that defense kind of came out of the wild card round. A lot of people kind of raising their eyebrows about that performance. And then in the divisional round, it was, more, it was a little bit more on the offense, whereas the defense carried the day, so to speak. And then in, in Green Bay, it was both. The offense was, was dominant for a period of time and then the defense was dominant for a period of time. What have been your feelings about this team, knowing them, knowing these players, knowing these coaches and all the work they're putting into as they ebb and flow through the postseason? Really kind of a microcosm of the entire regular season. You're seeing all of that play out again in the postseason. And then is this the game, the Super Bowl, obviously from a projection standpoint that you think all of it kind of comes together and we get four strong quarters from both sides of the ball?
1: Well, I think this game is where that all has to come together if you want the, that Lombardi. Because this is the Super Bowl, you are playing. You are you are the two top teams in this league at this point, so you are going to have to play uh, out of your mind. Uh, both teams are going to have to play out of their minds. This is the Super Bowl, so this is the pinnacle of everything. But you're right; it it was kind of a microcosm. I really just the theme, the recurring theme this season to me has been complementary football. Um, and whether that was in a good way or a bad, you know, when when the defense struggled and the offense, like, you know, couldn't quite pick it up, then, you know, it didn't work. And that's when you got those losses. That's when you got down 17 points, which the Bucks, to their credit, came back from a couple of times. Um, but I will say, you know, with the Washington game, I think that a lot of that really was just having a game plan for Alex Smith and not and T- Taylor Heineke was clearly more mobile mm-hmm. <laughs> than Alex Smith. So I think that there was a little bit there of, oh, that offense changed more than we had anticipated because of the fact of who was under center. Um, but then, yeah, you saw the defense kind of carry the first part of the Saints game while the offense got their footing. And then I think Green Bay was, you know, a culmination of the two. There, It wasn't perfect by any means. Um, but yeah, so then I think the next, the next natural step is, you get production from both sides of the ball for all four quarters. And that's what's gonna what it's going to take to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, the, the Buccaneers certainly have their work cut out for them. And I, I remember, you know, after the Bucs game, watching the the Chiefs and the Bills, and I kept thinking to myself, you know what, I, I honestly believe that the Buccaneers match up better with the Chiefs. I think it's advantageous that they've already seen them once, played them tough for, you know, the that second half after an explosion by Tyreek Hill in the first quarter. And I, I went back to those struggles against Heineke and and that mobile quarterback, and not to say that Patrick Mahomes isn't mobile by any means, but he's not Josh Allen mobile. I mean, Allen can create so much with his legs and, and is the team's basically leading running back while also being able to heave the ball, you know, 60 yards in the air, so... You take a look at all those things, and and I do think that the Buccaneers really do match up well. But like you said, Carmen, it's going to take all four quarters of complimentary football and being able to put it all together for a complete game in order to bring back that Lombardi. No two people are alike, and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you got married this year and have some questions about how it affects your filing status. Maybe you want an expert to review your return so you don't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought or maybe... You want to hand the whole thing off from start to finish so you can focus on your burgeoning baby photography career. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live tax experts give you the confidence to know that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. More coming up. As we follow the road to Super Bowl 55, kicking off the week with Buccaneers.com staff writer Carmen Vitale on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Carmen, one of our our fellow writers over at BucksNation.com, Evan Winter, he posed an interesting question one to which David and I had very different answers to. So we'd kind of like to know what your answer is to that same question. And we all knew the roster was stacked for a championship run back in the summer, but seeing it on the field is really what matters. So with that in mind, what was the moment during the regular season where you saw this team, you lift their execution to a level that you were like, okay, this is the turning point this is when it's all finally clicking and this team can legitimately make a run to Super Bowl 55?
1: Uh, that's a really good question because I don't think you ever want to get ahead of yourself and actually think that, like, there's just no moment. I don't think it's, you know, for any team that you're like, oh, like during the regular season, like, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, it just doesn't happen because there's just so much more involved than even the production on the field to get to this point. But I think I first saw a glimpse of what this team was capable of in the green bay game in week six because that was a really good effort by both the offense and the defense um but then you know you struggle with consistency like the offense kind of went off and then you know you still had to figure out the loss of Vita vea i think we saw a lot of creativity in that in that green bay game because that was the game after Vita went down um but I still, but even with all of that, I saw what was possible, I think, on both sides of the ball in that game. And then the Chiefs game, stay for the first quarter, because I never want to revisit that first quarter ever again. Um, there was a lot of good that came out of that game. First and foremost, being that you were going against the defending Super Bowl champions playing your 12th consecutive week of football. Like the Bucks hadn't had a bye yet. They had the bye on the other side of the Chiefs. So like I knew that the guys probably weren't at 100% because how could you be without getting any rest? And they still went, they matched up with these guys very, very well, like you guys mentioned earlier. Um, and then when they came out of the gate, you know, after the bye week, they just showed no signs of slowing down. And when I saw the offense really click, um, it was probably the second half of that Minnesota game. And I really I was like, okay, I think we've got it now. I think we've got the hang of it. And sure enough, and to to think back and realize that the Chiefs game was the last game that this team lost is just really it's I don't know, it makes it like it makes me feel like we're ready for that. <laughs> It makes me feel like we're ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, when you think about it like that, you know, the longest consecutive uh, win streak in franchise history. It's a pretty great way to ride into the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Carmen. It's, it's definitely been uh, a season to remember for the Buccaneers franchise and for Buccaneers fans everywhere. And, and it all started with the Brady effect. I mean, it all started with the arrival of Tom Brady or the reports that Tom Brady would be arriving to the franchise. Um And, and I think that, you know, from, from an outside standpoint, like, you know, obviously I've been watching uh, Tom Brady play his entire career throughout the, you know his time with the New England Patriots, and I kind of knew a little bit of what the Brady effect probably was going to bring upon the Tampa Bay Buccaneers themselves but I never I don't think I, I was ready for and really understood the other side of the Brady effect the the what i 'll call the dark side to make my co-host uh, very very happy for, for that <laughs> analogy um And you kind of see it. I mean, that's a a little bit of that's being attributed to the lack of pro bowl selections, the lack of all pro selections. kind of like, well, you have Tom Brady, so why wouldn't you be good? What do you think about this dynamic? I mean, it's been, it's pretty much been a year, right? We're at the culmination of the first year. What do you think about this dynamic of, of the Tom Brady effect and how it has an impact on how people see the team from a a good side and and, uh, sometimes a negative side?
1: Well, I think what brought what, when Tom Brady came, I felt this overwhelming sense of vindication because we're so many years the Buccaneers had talked about how they they had talent they had so much talent they had all these guys here it was just there was just something missing but there was so much talent here and these guys can be good and this team can be good um and so when Brady got here and provided whatever it was whether it was tangible intangible like all of the things and you know that he brought to the team um proving to be kind of an X factor, but like he really just made the puzzle click into place, I feel like. And you saw how much talent was around him and how much talent has really helped him and guided him through this season because he had his own bumps in the road to get used to an entirely new offense um, for the first time in two decades. So while he figured it out, you had people around him that were continuing to lift this team up and so it was just vindication for me um, to see that you know finally people are realizing that you have talent but at the same time you're right for whatever reason you have these opposing teams or you have people that are still very much doubting and I guess it's just it's so it's just too good of a story to be true where Brady comes to a team you know that had a losing season the prior year and then takes them to the Super Bowl but like we're here It's not, you know, like it's not a fairy tale anymore. Like this is reality. And so the fact that people are still doubting is funny, but I really like it because I think that all of our guys are so used to playing with a chip on their shoulder um, and Brady with a chip on his shoulder is probably the most dangerous Brady. So please keep feeding that narrative because I want all the doubters. I want all the smoke. I want all of it because... (laughs) I want Tom Brady to be angry going into this game and have something to prove and I think that that's what he's had this whole season I think that's what our whole team has had you know you heard um, I don't know if you guys caught it was a mic'd up moment from last game where it was in Green Bay and Carlton Davis was like they had us as the last team in the league coming into this season meaning the last you know the number 32 the secondary ranked number 32 in the league right. So that was what he was referencing, and they've had that in the back of their mind this entire time, and they're just trying to prove these people wrong and prove these people wrong, and they're doing it. So do it one more time, become Super Bowl champions and erase all the doubt. Yeah. Because I guess that's what it's gonna take.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you go back to the divisional round. Well, there's no way the Bucks can beat the Saints, and this could be Drew Brees' final game in the dome, and there's no way that. That Drew Brees is going to lose that game, and then yeah, NFC Championship. There's no way the Bucks can win in that cold weather, and Aaron Rodgers' first start in the NFC Championship at home. There's just no way, and and yeah, like you said, just keep it going. There's no way that the Buccaneers can can stop or slow down this Chiefs offense, and there's no way that uh, Andy Reid is going to lose after a bye week. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Let it let it keep coming. there's a lot of history that's been made by this 2020 Buccaneers team. Yeah, NFL records of, of game season and even per half measurements, and then franchise records. You know, regular season and postseason. You know, record after record. This team has achieved a lot before even making it to Super Bowl 55, and now they'll make even more history as soon as they step on the field. Of course, being the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, and they're the actual home team you know, because it's the NFC's turn, which is, which is wild. Um, they get to play this game, Raymond James, not having to travel for the game at all. Scotty Miller talked about it on the Dan Patrick show. He's going to get to stay at home with his wife until they go to the hotel the night before the game, just like any other home game. You know, they get to look around at, at all the Super Bowl you know, decorations all throughout the city and all over the stadium and, and just everything that encompasses it. How big is that? For this game and these players, do you think that yeah, it's the Super Bowl, but for us, it's just a normal week. You know, we get to do our normal routine. You know, from work to home.
1: Yeah, I was asked about that actually. I think I one of our coffee with Carmen and Casey's this last week, and like, you know, what's gonna is, is anything gonna change with practices and all sorts of stuff? And I'm like, no, like they want to keep this as normal as possible because this is obviously a very big game, a very not normal game. So you want to kind of keep that sense of normalcy, keep that sense of comfort. Um, and cause I think that's when these guys play their best. But if you go back even further though, like our stadium is right. Or for anybody that hasn't been here, like our stadium is right across the street from our training facility, like from the practice fields, the stadium is in the background of the practice fields. Like you can see the stadium at all times. So I think, Throughout this entire season, like that is a very physical in your face reminder of what you have the potential to do or what the goal is. So you're looking at the stadium where Super Bowl 55 is going to be, you know, it's going to be there at the end of the road. And it's like you saw that light at the end of the tunnel brighter and bigger than anyone else got to see it because it was right there. So I don't know how much like of that really played into you know how determined these guys were, how focused they were throughout the entire season. But I have to think it plays a little bit of a role when you have such a tangible reminder of your goals, like it's right there. <laughs> like I know I'm saying it's right there, all that like a lot right now, but it's because it's literally right yeah.
2: there. <laughs> no, that that holds a lot of weight. I think. I mean, you talk about motivation. A lot of people recommend. Well, you know, if your motivation is I don't know a brand new Corvette, put a picture of a Corvette. On your bathroom mirror, and every morning when you're getting ready for work, you'll see that Corvette and it helps you focus on your goals. Well, imagine having that Corvette parked in your driveway, and now <laughs> you just have to get to work to make the payments to be able to drive that thing. I think that's much more of a motivating factor. So, yeah, that's, I think that's a little bit of a probably a, an underrated motivator, but yeah, I mean, since before the championship game, they've seen their home draped in Super Bowl colors or getting draped right. in Super Bowl colors. And yeah, that's, that's powerful.
1: Right. It, it definitely is. And like, as much as you want to block out the noise and, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, like I said, the banners, like you just said, the banners went up a couple weeks ago. Like they started going up. So all of the go bucks, you know, stuff around the stadium was then replaced with just a big SBLV with a big Lombardi trophy right in the middle of it. So that's the goal. And then you, you just got, you know, you can zero in on that. And that's, it's been really interesting. And I, so being the first team to be, Playing in a Super Bowl in your home stadium is one thing, but then to have it happen to a team whose facility is so close to the stadium itself, because that's not the case for every team either, um, on top of, yes, actually getting to be the home team, um, it just all fell into the place. And like I said before, like it's crazy to think, because I think we all thought this, this was just too good to be true, and now, yeah, you're like, I don't know, dreams do come true, I guess. <laughs>
0: More to come with Carmen Vitale of Buccaneers.com. But first, we have to talk to you about delicious nutrition. And by that, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Built Bar, available in 18 amazing flavors, including their six new flavors. Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cookies and Cream, and Caramel Brownie. Look, they are perfect For the health-conscious person, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone on the keto diet. A classic favorite of mine is, of course, the Peanut Butter Bar with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code On, and you will receive 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This Super Bowl week kickoff episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast is also brought to you by our people over at BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline. AG. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, counting down to Super Bowl 55 this Sunday between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? When you're done listening to this, make sure you head over and listen to our friends Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, and every move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. She is Carmen Vitali, staff writer for Buccaneers.com, Northwestern Wildcat, Arizona State Sun Devil, and lover of throwback NFL tie-dye t-shirts you can find her on Twitter and on Instagram at Carmi V that's C-A-R-M-I-E and the letter V and Carmen just one more question from me before we get into our usual end of show game shenanigans the Chiefs have not played their best football this year squeaking out some close victories but always making a key play play when they needed to close out a a game so you have two teams matching up that probably you could say neither one has played their best football yet this season what is the most important thing for the Buccaneers to do on each side of the ball to ensure that they are playing their best while preventing the chiefs from doing the same.
1: Yeah, that's really tough uh, to pick one thing because <laughs> yeah, there's, it's going to, it's just going to have to be a culmination of a lot of things that are going to have to, you're going to have to do well. Uh, offensively, I would like to see the same sort of balance that we saw against the saints. Uh, the saints have a very high powered offense as well. So I think that, you know, if you can go toe for toe, your toe to toe with them, I don't know, I'm thinking that you just need to be balanced. You need to have a, a solid run game to be to set up your play action game to make you know the defense keep guessing. This Kansas City defense is super aggressive, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna have to either I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. Defensively, uh, you're really gonna have to pay attention to your man and just pl- just stay on him because the play is never over until the ball is on the ground. With Patrick Mahomes. And I think that they learned that this last time, uh, the the last time they played them in week 12 by the second half, you saw a little bit more pressure on Mahomes too, which was great. If you can get to him, do it. Uh, He's going to not, he doesn't have the benefit of his left tackle right now. Eric Fisher went down. So maybe there's a way to exploit that um but other than that the secondary is going to need to cover their guy and keep covering their guy and then someone is also still going to have to account for patch from homes so <laughs> roundabout way of saying there's a lot of things that people are going to need oh. to do well <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's gonna oh, it's gonna be such a fun game uh so carmen this is this is the part of the show with with you guys that we, t- we like to go into a little bit of a game mode and we don't have anything super crazy last time you were on we had a, something a little bit intense but I mean, this this week is is going to be busy and stressful enough as it is on, on you guys, on you and Scott and and Jill and everybody that we love from the Buccaneers organization. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it a little bit simple. We're just gonna do a rapid fire.
1: Okay, are, are you good with that? Yeah, I, even though I stuck at this too,
2: still a little worried. <laughs> a little worried. Oh my god. All right, Carmen. So here we go. So uh, first question is, which food has to be at any Super Bowl party?
0: or else it's a bust nachos 100% nachos that is the correct answer i'm i'm gonna agree with with carmen (laughs) on that one all right carmen what is the first song that is going to be performed by the weekend at the halftime show
1: i have to think he's going to open with blinding lights yeah you know, makes or maybe clothes i don't know i'm interested to see who he brings out i've been like talking well to my so
2: that is actually our next question carmen who is your dream guest artist to join the weekend on stage at this year's halftime show
1: dream guest or who do i think actually will happen let's do both
2: let's do both <laughs> okay both. my
1: my dream would be for him for the for drake to come out with him okay. um but he's like he's way too big of a dude for them to have kept this a secret so drake <laughs> or like even ariana grande because the weekend has a song with ariana grande Mm -hmm. Uh and I she's like my girl crush. I love her. And but who do I think might actually come out? Um I don't know about like I know that they're international, so I don't know if that like COVID plays a role in like how they would get here, but like Daft Punk would be like I I could see that kind of happening. Um I think that the weekend has a song with Maluma, who's like a Latin American artist guy. Uh maybe i don't actually know but i'm trying to think of like lesser known yeah you know kind of collaborations that the weekend has done i mean obviously he has a couple of songs with future but i just again i think future's too big to just like come out as a surprise right but yeah so like i've kind of landed on like daft punk not the daft punk isn't big because they are but no uh
2: I think right not the obvious answer that a lot of people would think of.
1: Right. Right. But my dream would be Drake. And I was like, I tried to rationalize it too. I was like, well, the Toronto Raptors are here. And yeah. he like is part owner of the Raptors. So like, maybe he likes Tampa. Maybe he's just like hanging out in Miami and he can just drive up. I don't
2: know. <laughs> Plus he's I, Drake. So if there's a pro sports team winning somewhere, he's a fan of. Right, <laughs> right. And
1: like him and Tom Brady, <laughs> him and Tom Brady are like tight. So I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like maybe but
2: I I doubt it.
1: I would lose. I would, I would, I would probably get fired if Drake.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> I thought there might be a chance, and this is a, an outside thought, but that Buccaneers super fan, Nick Carter could make an appearance, but I don't know that their styles really would blend well together.
1: Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is, just we haven't seen that really like, cause like back in the, you know, early 2000s where you would get, like, all different types of genres, like, that would mesh together. Like, when you had, like, Aerosmith and NSYNC and Nelly and Britney, like, they all, like, came out together. And, but you, feel, I feel like you don't really see those mashups anymore. Like, if you, the halftime show usually includes, like, prior collaborations. Like, you don't just stick to people together that weren't that haven't previously been together you know what i mean so uh, but like i was like oh that would be kind of neat to like have the backstreet boys like come out <laughs> but i'm like the backstreet boys in the weekend uh i'm super pumped though because the weekend is my favorite artist right like current artist probably right now yeah and yeah i'm really like that was the other reason too where i was like hey it's not gonna happen like we're not gonna make the super bowl like there's just no way like all of this is just too good <laughs> it turns out
2: That man, you get you get to see your guys playing Super Bowl, and you get a free concert from the weekend, a free weekend
0: concert. Yeah, real pumped. All right, Carmen, who's gonna have the better Super Bowl Sunday outfit, you or Jill Beckman? Oh,
1: you can't (laughs) pay me against my girl like that.
0: (laughs) I saw the two of you talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, this has to be asked.
1: Well, I'm not gonna say who's, who's gonna be better. Just know that they're both gonna be fire flames. Okay, because we have been talking to each other and i have like no no joke five options sitting in my room right now. I've just been like <laughs> trying to figure it out so stay tuned but they're both going to be great. And i know my my girl knows how to dress. So just wait. Just wait on it because we're doing it for the gram and the super bowl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love it. Uh all right Carmen, better super bowl team in history. The 1985 Chicago Bears (laughs) or the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers?
1: Oh, you're gonna, you're trying to get me in trouble. (laughs) You were trying to get me in. I was hoping that you would say this year and then I would have the easy out and say this year. God, come on. There's only one right answer. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. you're going to get me, trouble. I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> I'm not <even> answer. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up with the 85 Bears being like these larger than life, like idols, yeah. like Absolutely. all the guys on that team were just legends to me because I grew up in that environment where that was the only championship that anybody could speak of at that point Um, for the, you know, for Chicago, for the city. So those guys, mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't grow up with you know lynch and ronde and right. Derek brooks and like i don't think that diminishes their legend status by any stretch of the imagination but it's that wasn't my experience so my experience would lead me to say the 85 bears because i also think that that was the best defense in nfl history but i know that i'll yeah. probably make some people mad with that too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, i think any generation of honest football fan can can understand that sentiment you know what i mean like one of my favorite point guards of all time is Penny Hardaway. Why? Cause I was an Orlando magic fan when he was at the prime of his career. I mean, that's, so that's just how I remember that. But if you look at, you know, the, the entirety of time and I mean, kids today watching the NBA aren't, you know, a lot of them aren't even going to know who Penny Hardaway was. So I mean, <laughs> it true. just, it just is what it is. And then Carmen final question uh, before we get you out of here. So 11 of the last 18 super bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. So for, for good reason, right? Right. If there is a non-quarterback Buccaneer that's going to win the MVP this weekend, who is that going to be? Devin White. You know what? I like it because he was also your preseason selection for <laughs> Hidden Hero only because he's never been in the Pro oh, Bowl, NFL Top 100, so all that stuff. And he still um, hasn't been in
1: the Pro
2: Bowl. And he still so, hasn't. So he'll he'll count next year when we do it again. <laughs> so, he will. So boy, I like the but... consistency, and he's obviously proven you. Uh, to be, to prove that you you're a very uh, smart person when it comes to evaluation of who's going to make impacts on this team.
1: <laughs> he's just he's just everywhere, so um, I have to think that he might be a big factor. And if he can get a sack on Mahomes or or an interception or something like that, um, I think that he's got a good shot. But I would love to see it be like Vita, because like what a great story.
2: Oh, that would be yeah, that would be something. Uh, could you imagine a defensive lineman <laughs> no sack? <laughs> i wonder he, like the the performance yeah. he would have to have right i think you're talking like six sacks alone <laughs> and two of them have to be strip sacks one of them right recovered by him for right. a, or a touchdown return right like,
1: <laughs> right oh i know but like wouldn't it be nice i don't know yeah. get those that get those be. trench guys <laughs> some yeah accolades although he did he did win angry run on good yes, morning football he did. yeah he awesome, did which was great yeah he asked me he was like it, it was i the first nose and i was like Yeah, dude. Like, as far as I know, he's
0: like. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Carmen, we thank you so much for your time. And we're gonna drop a, you know, a quick little fun fact for all of our listeners before we before we get you out of here. Now, in Super Bowl history, teams wearing the white jerseys are 34 and 20. In the last 16, they are 12 and 4. Tom Brady's five and one in Super Bowls when wearing the white jerseys but the most important statistic carmen the most important Mm. statistic is that Mm. bruce arian's teams are undefeated in super bowls when carmen vitale is in the building
1: (laughs) you're so right i was really thinking about this though the first thing i ever said to bruce was that he owed me a super bowl so if this
2: happens he will have 60, 60 minutes away from delivering on that, that, uh, that he day. is
1: 60 minutes from delivering on this promise in which case that becomes the greatest story of my life
2: yeah
0: he's the good that needs to go in his next book
1: god i hope so That'd be great <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Carmen, thank you so much for coming on. Have an absolutely fantastic week. It's going to be an absolute blast getting to do all of this. And we appreciate some of your time to uh, to kick off our Super Bowl coverage. Appreciate
1: you guys. As always, go Bucks!
0: All right. Of course, you can find Carmen at Buccaneers.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Carmie E. That's C-A-R-M-I-E, letter Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at BucksBucks, at J.R.Go underscore Bucks, at, at E.Harris82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day, Stacey. Stay healthy, wash your hands, and And we thank you so much for joining us right here